Proverbs chapter 26. We're going to verse 11. Let's read a short passage of Scripture to you here. It's kind of a way of introduction. Proverbs 26.11 says, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Kind of a gross verse there. As a dog returneth to his vomit. You know, sometimes dogs, they do some pretty gross things, don't they? And you know, it's it's because they're dogs. And uh, you know, my kids, they've often talked about you know how they would like to have a dog. And um, I'm always telling them, you know, if they find one that doesn't uh, use the bathroom, for lack of a better term, you know, doesn't bark and doesn't eat, you know, I'll, I'll get you one as soon as they invent one of those. And one of the kids had a toy one, uh, you know, that doesn't use the bathroom, doesn't eat anything, but it barks, so that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> that's still not the perfect dog. And uh, you know, I just, but you know, dogs. They do what dogs do, don't they? Why? Because they're dogs. That's their nature. That's who they are. And that thing, and that uh, that verse is a reminder of that. There. And this morning, what I want to actually talk about, though, is I want to talk about why most New Year's resolutions fail. Why most New Year's resolutions fail? We're getting ready to go into that. And you know, I, I hope that this. I hope you make some New Year's resolutions. I hope you make a New Year's resolution to read through your Bible this year. I hope everybody does that. And I, I hope you do. I hope you, you know, plan on going on a diet and losing weight. I hope you do all that stuff, and I hope you succeed. And I hope this doesn't discourage you because a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm not going to do any New Year's resolutions because uh, I know I won't keep them." Okay. Well, you failed then by not even trying. All right. You know, go ahead, try to better yourself. I'm all for that stuff. But here's the thing, though. You know, there's a very good reason why they usually fail. And what I want to kind of do today in this message, and I hope I don't mix things up too bad and and uh, you know get confu- you know get it confused and stuff. But I want to really I want to preach a salvation message today, and at the same time too, a message on why most New Year's resolutions fail. I want to kind of show some comparisons of some spiritual things in there and apply them to earthly things. For example, like New Year's resolution. But when it comes to going to heaven today, many people today, they handle it the same way they handle their New Year's resolutions with it ending in complete and total failure. Many people, they've tried many ways to get to heaven or to feel that void in their heart just like they've tried every New Year's resolution imaginable and just don't seem to get anywhere. And in fact, a lot of the people too, so the reason they're not going to try anything this year is they failed so many times. It's like, what's the point? And there's people out there, they've tried just about every church, they've tried just about every way to you know find peace, to find happiness, to find their way to heaven. And they've failed so many times, they just they give up and they don't even try anymore. And why is that? What happens? Why do you know most people? I mean, listen. I think if you know when it comes to salvation, okay. So I'm going to be kind of going back and forth here, and I hope I hope we don't get lost. And that sometimes happens with me. But we're gonna we're gonna try to make this uh, comparison work today. But when it comes to salvation, okay, I think everybody wants to go to heaven. And you know, I think that there's probably if we did a poll in this town on how many people have ever gone to church. I imagine almost everybody's probably gone to a church or was involved in some kind of religion at one time or another in their life. But you know, it didn't work out. And even though most of the people, let's say 90% of people in town used to go to church, but you know, let's say that less than half of them are even saved. You know, why is that? How does that happen? Why is it that people, you know, they try religion all the time, they try this stuff, it doesn't work? Well, it's the same reason people try a lot of the New Year's resolutions and they don't work. And simply it's this, 
most people don't take it seriously. Let's just be honest with our New Year's resolution, okay? We don't take it real serious. I've made New Year's resolutions before that I'm not going to drink soda and stuff. I drink way too much soda. I talk about that all the time. I, I know I drink that. But you know what? Here's the thing. I can try to do that, but until I decide that, you know what, this cannot be a part of my life. And until I go through my house and I do something drastic, like get rid of what's there, I'm going to be tempted. I can't bring it in there. I'm going to have to declare soda illegal in my house. If my, if my family's drinking it around me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to stop eating at fast food restaurants as much as I do. Because that's pretty much all they have to drink there. You ever got water at a fast food restaurant? Yeah, it, oh, it tastes like it came out of a toilet, though. I mean, it just—it's disgusting. You know, I mean, I guess you can buy bottled water, but who wants to pay a dollar for water? You know, if I want to pay a dollar for a drink, yeah, I want soda. I want soda. But once again, how serious are we taking it? We don't take it that serious. We think it's just going to be. We think it's going to be easy. We don't do the things we need. We don't do the things we need to do to make it happen. With our diet, you know, with our diet or whatever it is, we really just don't take it that serious. A lot of times, we just, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. And we don't do anything drastic to change anything, and it doesn't do any good. And you know, when it comes to salvation, there's many people I believe that have they prayed the sinner's prayer. They've said. You know, Lord, come into my heart and be my Savior. But you know, the Bible says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, you can say whatever you want to say in a prayer, but if you don't mean it in your heart, it's not going to work, is it? The Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. You must believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And if you don't really believe it, then you're not really going to get it. You're not going to really get saved. And there's people, they will come into churches and okay, I'll try the Christianity thing. I'll try Jesus. But they come in and they don't really believe it's going to work. They, I mean, in their heart, they don't believe. Just like, let's just be honest, you know, I could stand here, I'm not going to make any big proclamations about, you know, New Year's resolution because I don't want to look like a liar in front of everybody. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, a lot of times when we've done these things, let's just be honest, we knew it wasn't going to last forever. Now, I've, I've made resolutions before and I've said I will go 50 days without soda. And I did it. But you know what? Once, once I started again, I mean, I was right back to drinking the stuff like I did all the time. All the time. And it's like until you decide that, you know what, this is for life. This is I'm never gonna do it. You're just gonna keep going back to that stuff until you decide I am going to change my way of living. I am going to change my life. It's just not gonna work. We fall off the wagon all the time, don't we? I mean, you just have to decide I am going to change my life. And when it comes to salvation, you know, the Bible says you must be born again. And many people think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try this for a while. That's not how it works. You know, you've you've got to believe in your heart. If you don't really believe it then you're not really getting it. And many people that have tried church, that have tried Christ, the truth is they didn't really believe it. They didn't really mean it. And while they might have said a fancy prayer, they didn't get it in their heart. And many people with salvation, with New Year's resolutions, they just don't take it serious. 
You know, to be saved, you must believe that you're a sinner. And you know, that unfortunately, many people struggle with that today. You know, they'll say, Yeah, I'm a sinner, yeah, we're all sinners, but it's like they're saying, But what's the big deal? No, you must believe that you're a sinner. And what is a sinner? A sinner is a transgressor of the law. You must believe that you have broken God's law. You have transgressed against God's law. And as a result of that, you must understand there's a penalty for that sin. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. You've got to understand there's a penalty for that sin. I recognize that I am a lawbreaker. I recognize that there is a penalty for breaking that law. And I deserve it. I deserve to spend an eternity in hell because of my sin. You've got to believe that in your heart. You've got to understand that. And you must believe that Jesus Christ can save you. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to salvation. And you've got to believe that. You can't just... said The Bible says, you must believe in your... If thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised you from the dead. You've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin. If you believe that you're a sinner, if you believe there's a penalty, you understand that hey, that penalty needs to be taken care of. That penalty needs to be paid. And I can't do it. I've already blown it. But Jesus Christ paid that penalty on the cross. He died for your sins. And if you'll believe in Him, He will save your soul. And you will go to heaven. And until you come to a place in your life where you realize that, that you're a sinner, that there's a penalty for your sin, that you need a Savior, and that it's Jesus Christ, you're not going to get it. You can go talk to your friends and you can talk them into coming here and you can talk them into trying this church. You can try to talk them into you know just try some of the things of God. Try following the Bible. But at the same time, if they don't really believe it in their heart, it's only going to last for so long. It's not going to change a single thing. And when it comes to the things in our life that we don't like about ourselves, whether it be, you know, our physical appearance or whether it be, you know, you know, whatever, you know, I, I decided I'm going to keep a, you know, a cleaner house this year. Well, you know, until you actually change what you were doing, you have to change what you were doing last year to something different this year. And many people, we just, whatever. I'll try. No. Need a life changing experience. Too many, or to many people, their eternal soul is not that important to them. It's just, it's not important. Let's admit it. We like food better than we like a healthy body, don't we? Let's just admit it. Hey, I like, I like that food. It tastes really good. You know, I'm talking about this stuff, and we're going to give you these ice cream treats right after church. And you know what? You know, I'm going to eat one. I'm going to take one. Why? Because I like it that much. You know, we enjoy those pleasures. Let's just let's just admit it. Let's just admit that we like being lazy more than we like exercising. I saw a quote this week. He was talking about the old paths, and we preaching about the old paths tonight. And somebody put this quote on there. It's like the reason the old paths don't work for you is the same reason a treadmill didn't work for me, and that's that we don't walk therein. <laughs> and it's and I thought, man, that's that's good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in that. And the truth is, we it's not fun. We don't like it. It's no fun. You know, I, I hate these people. Oh, I love exercising. It makes me feel so good. You know, I love eating. You're an idiot. You know, you're. I, just, you know, I don't want to hear about that. No, I, I don't really mean that, but I do. It does cross my mind. And uh, you know, it's and you know, we all you know we all hate those people. But most of us, we do. We just we like being lazy. It's it's a lot easier to sleep in and get up and you know a little early and do some exercising. It's a lot easier to sit on the couch and watch sports 
than to you know get up and play sports or go run or or do the physical activity. And here's the other thing too. Let's just be honest. Okay, we're getting honest today, folks. We love sin more than we love righteousness. That's all there is to it. The Bible says, you know, Jesus Christ, He was that light that came into this world, and that He's that light that shines unto all men. But men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. People like sin more than they like righteousness. We can talk to them all we want about what the Bible has to say about sin and about what we should do or what we shouldn't do. But when it comes down to it, until they get to a point in their life where they realize, hey, this sin is destroying my life. This sin is going to cost me an eternity in hell until they get to where they hate that sin. And you know, love righteousness, nothing's going to change. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay? Call upon the name of the Lord. If you're out in the middle of the ocean drowning, okay, you're going to call, and you see somebody, you're going to call for help, aren't you? You're going to call out for them. Why? Because you want them to save you. You want out of that water, you're going to drown. Now, there might be people out there that are dumb enough. They'd be out there and there's a boat come along. Hey, I'm out here. I'm enjoying the swim. I like it out here in the water. Not realizing that, yeah, you can enjoy that swim for a while, but pretty soon you're going to get tired and you're going to drown and you're going to die. And it's like people like that. They're in their sin and it means it's destroying their life. It's just a matter of time. They're going to be dead. They're going to spend eternity in hell. And you know what? They they don't seem to care. They're not interested. And they're not looking to for forgiveness. They're not looking to be saved. And we're we're calling on the Lord to save us. That means we understand that there is a problem. That there is a change that needs to be made in our life. That we are a sinner. And we are on our way to an eternity in hell. And we got to call on the Savior. And unfortunately, many people, they, they love their sin. Because sin's deceitful. It's tricky. There's pleasure in sin just for a season. It is deceitful. Uh, you know, the devil, he knows how to trick people with it. But if we're going to change anything in our life, we're going to have to change our attitude towards sin. And just like we like being lazy more than exercising, Maybe we need to get like those people who like exercising more than being lazy. And if we would do that, it would change. It would actually change. It would actually make a difference. We've got to start, you know, we need to start hating the food. Hate the fat. Hate the sin. Have you ever heard somebody, you know, maybe they lost 100 pounds and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just hated what I saw and I just couldn't stand it anymore and I said, I've got to change. We need to do that spiritually with ourselves. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm talking about this physical stuff, but bodily exercise profits little, alright? I hope you don't think I'm making a big deal about this. I really don't care. My day's coming. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to stall it off as long as I can. But you know, We've got to, we've got to be that same way with our sin condition. We need to hate. We should hate what we see. And you know what? If we would get close to God, we would hate what we see spiritually. Just like if you're around a bunch of healthy people, you know, you'll start maybe noticing. But if you're around a bunch of unhealthy people, it's easy to just kind of, you know, get lost in the shuffle. You don't have to care. You don't have to worry about it. And we need to we need to start we need to start hating some of these things. One thing I try to do every once in a while that helps me is I like to watch a good documentary about food. And 
what it's like, you know, how they make the food and stuff. And you know what? It grosses me out. It disgusts me. And I'll stop eating certain things for a couple weeks, but I get over it. <laughs> you know, maybe what people who want to go on diets, you know, what they need to do is they need to start these diet churches where every week they go and somebody preaches to them about food and you know the evils and what it'll do to you and stuff like we do with spiritual stuff. And then maybe if we were regularly getting that, we would, uh, you know, maybe it would have an effect. Now I'm not going to start that church. Neither am I going to be an attend. Uh, am I going to be a member of that church? But it would probably help some people in that area. And we've we've got to learn to start hating some of these things. So we got to just we. We don't take these New Year's resolutions serious. We don't think there's really a problem. I put that cartoon in the bulletin. We have that attitude, that little kid in there. That, you know, why do I need a New Year's resolution? Everything's perfect about me already. And you know what? We better not think that when it comes to our spiritual condition because we are so far from it, it's not even funny. We, have, we need a Savior in the worst way. But also another reason most New Year's resolutions fail is because... And this is really deep, folks. Alright? Because they are still the same person on January 1st that they were December 31st. It's still you. You're still the same person. Therefore, you're going to have the same problems as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool to his folly. Go to 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. 2 Peter chapter 2. And then verse twenty. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just trying to be honest. Sometimes it's mean. But Second Peter chapter two, verse twenty. So as for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it happened to them according to the true proverb, the dog has returned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed into her wallowing in the mire. It's talking about those that have they've learned the truth, but yet they rejected it. And it says they knew what they were supposed to do, but you know what? They went back to what they were doing before. You know why? Because their nature hadn't changed. Just like the dog returns to his vomit. Just like a pig. You can wash a pig, but it's going to go right back to the mud because it's in his nature. If you are lost and without Christ, you spiritually are in that condition. And you know what? We can teach you some of these things. And you can, we can clean you up on the outside a little bit. We can get you looking like a Christian. We can get you talking and acting like a Christian a little bit. But unless there has been a transformation in your heart, it's only a matter of time and you're going to go right back to the mud. You're going to go right back to the vomit because you are still the same person that you were. And it's the same thing with New Year's resolutions. Whatever problems you had this year, they're not going to disappear just because January 1st happened. I mean, really, let's be honest, it's just another day, isn't it? It's just another day and you will still be the same person that day that you were the day before and unless you actually change and become something else, same stuff is going to be going on. You're going to be having the same problems and really every year you fail, you will be worse off than you were the year before. Just like in the verse we read in 2 Peter, you know, it would have been better for them to have known, or not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they've known it, to turn from the holy commandment. See, it's after you've you have learned what was right and you rejected it. And you know, the more you reject it, 
the worse you are, worse off you are. You know, the more you know and the more truth that you you reject, the more times you say no, it gets you in a worse position every time. You see, we can be we can become accustomed to failure. We can get used to it. Oh, I failed everything else. You know, I'll, fail, I'll probably fail this too. Oh, I tried everything and failed. All right, well, I'll try religion too, and it'll probably fail. I'll try Christ, but it'll probably fail because it's just we've become accustomed to that. That's who we are, and our failure—it's a—they're a result of us rejecting what we know is right. Okay, now we all know. Some guy made a stupid documentary one time about McDonald's, where he went and he ate nothing but McDonald's for like a month or something, and it really messed him up. Well, you know what? We all know you're not supposed to do that, don't we? We all know that. And all kinds of horrible stuff physically happened to him, you know, because he did this. But and here's the thing, you know, we do we know what the different foods and things do to us. Right? We know. But we do it anyway, don't we? We eat anyway. I really want to lose weight. I really want to lose weight. But boy, that whopper, oh yeah, this is gonna really hurt my diet. But oh well. Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh man, you know, Christmas dinner. You know, we all broke all the rules this week, didn't we? And you know what? We went and we took another step in the wrong direction and we knew we shouldn't do it. If I said if you're that interested, I'm not saying biblically you can't go. You know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible talking about eat and be full, eat and be full. And, and but I said if you really want to change the physical appearance, you knew you shouldn't do that. And when it comes to the spiritual there are things that we know we are not supposed to do them. We know it's wrong. We know the Scriptures. We know, and for you to just reject and do it anyway, you know, it just gets easier and easier all the time. You know, just like a child who he might, you know, he knows he's supposed to listen to his parents. And that first time, maybe he goes and he does something behind his mom and dad's back. He knows he's not supposed to do. The first time he's nervous. The first time you know, he's looking over his shoulder. And the first time maybe he feels bad. But you know what? He did it. He got away with it. Nothing happened. And he does it again. The next time it's a little easier. And it just keeps getting easier and easier. And you know what? The more you do it, the worse off you are. And until you change, you're going to just keep having the same problems. And a person who knows the truth and rejects it is going to be worse off. I believe they're worse off than the one who's ignorant of the truth based on those verses we read in Second Peter. And then finally, uh, go to Galatians chapter five and verse sixteen. Galatians chapter five and verse sixteen. Because one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to make you think. I don't believe that to be saved, you have to change this and you have to be good and you have to do all this. The Bible says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved." But here's the but here's the thing though, if you are going to change anything in your life, you, or if, if things are going to get better, you have to change your lifestyle. I wish I could stand here and tell you, get saved, and your life will totally be great and totally be changed. If you get saved, your eternal destination is going to change. But did you know a saved person can still walk in the flesh? And let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, This I say then, and he's talking to saved people here, walk in the Spirit. How do we know they're saved? He's telling them to walk in the Spirit. How can you walk in the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit dwelling inside of you? Okay? So these are saved people. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Now people will sometimes use these verses and say a person that's saved can't do all those things. Those sins, those works of the flesh. But here's the thing, He told them Walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Of the flesh, He says what the, lust, the things of the flesh are. He says what the things of the Spirit are. And He tells you to walk in them and prove that a saved person can do those things. Look at the very next chapter, the very next verse. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Sometimes people do get overtaken by the flesh. And they do some of these horrible sins that were mentioned. If you walk in the flesh, you will do those. If you walk in the Spirit, you cannot do those things. And these works, these are the works of those who are lost, who will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we've got to understand that we do need to make sure that we walk in the Spirit. And many people, they get saved, but it's like they refuse to change their lifestyle. If you if you refuse to change your lifestyle, if you continue walking in the flesh just like you were before, you're still going to have the same problems. If you're still breaking the law, you can go you can go rob the bank, and that police officer comes say, "Listen, officer, I'm saved now. I'm a Christian. God forgives me of all my sins. And you know what? You should too. Let me go. No, he's going to throw you into prison. You're going to jail." And you can tell the judge he's not going to care that you just got saved. He's not going to care that God forgave you of your sins. You are still going to deal with the consequences of those sins if you walk in the flesh. And if you want to change, you've got to walk in the Spirit. You have to not just get saved, but after you get saved, you've got to walk in the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse fourteen says. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, and that we which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature." Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. See, you can be saved you can be saved and not change your lifestyle. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. If we're in Christ, if we're walking in the Spirit, there's a new... If you're saved, there's a new, when you get saved, there's a new creature that's inside of you. You can... Walk in the Spirit. But it's clear in the Bible, even if you're saved, you can still 
walk in the flesh. And if you do, it's not going to go good. It will go like that lost. It'll go just like that lost person. You know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, have you ever, you know, was it the therefore? Therefore, it's referring to what was said in the verse before. You know, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. And so, there's a lot of things we don't have time to go into everything in that chapter. But it is clear throughout the Bible that a saved person can walk in the flesh, and many people. Today they wonder why things aren't changing in their life, aren't getting better, is they're walking in the flesh. But I'm saved, but you're walking in the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The spirit and the flesh, they're inside both of us, and they're contrary one to another. They work against. If you're walking in the flesh, you cannot do the things of the spirit. And if you're walking in the spirit, you cannot do the things of the flesh. And that's why there's verse in the Bible that talks about uh, you know the you know those who can't sin. It's like, well, wait a minute, you know, Christians Christians can sin not when they're walking in the spirit. When you walk in the flesh, then yes, you can sin. And that's why it's very important we stay close to Christ. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to deal with all the junk that goes on in this world. I don't want to deal with all the consequences of sin and I can avoid those by walking in the Spirit. And if truth is, if you live like the lost, you'll suffer like the lost. That's just the way it is. And so to succeed in a New Year's resolution, there has to be a different person than there was the year before. And if you're going to succeed as a Christian, you have to crucify your flesh, as the Bible says. Not to save Jesus' crucifixion. That saved us. But if you crucify your flesh, like the Apostle Paul says, I die daily. He was saying, I die to the flesh. He was doing everything he could to just keep that flesh under control, out of the way, and he had to crucify himself in a spiritual sense so he would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And if, and I'm telling you right now, it's not an easy thing. You have to take it serious. You want your life to get better. You've got to take these things serious. You've got to be that new creature. Just because you got saved doesn't mean it's all just going to happen. It's all going to fall in place. You can still walk in the flesh. And just like whatever those New Year's resolutions are, whatever it was you were doing wrong this year, unless you change that about you, unless that's not you anymore, if, if Whatever it is, whatever the resolution, I don't know. You know, it seems like everybody always focuses on the physical thing. You know, maybe maybe it's a money thing for you. You know what? I want to handle my money better this year. Well, you know what? You're gonna to have to change here before. You know what? You're gonna to have to stay away from the car dealers. You're gonna to have to be careful where you shop. You know, don't go to Best Buy. You know, don't go or whatever. You know, whatever your poison is out there. You know, we all have the different places where we get ourselves in trouble. You are going to have to change that. You know, you've heard the song. You know, the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The places I used to go. Some of y'all, you might need to say, you know what? From now on, I'm never going to. I don't know. Never going to the mall again. The mall's a bad place. Not going there anymore. Why you struggle there? You know, you spend money that you shouldn't spend there. Just like some people, they got to make sure they never go to a bar again. Why? Because they struggle in those places. They got a lot of trouble in those places. And until they decide that you know what, that's evil. That's no longer a part of my life. Unless until they do that, they're not going to get victory. And we've got to get victory over these things. And we have to change who we are 
It is what's well, 28 today, December 28th today. I'm Tommy McMurtry and everything that comes with being Tommy McMurtry. And I'm where I am at today, good or bad, because of me and decisions that I've made. If I don't like it, I'm going to have to change something. I'm going to have to become a new person. I'm going to have to hate this and I'm going to have to love something else. And if I will do that, I can have a, I can have a different result. I can be better. Or I can just stay myself and be like the dog that returns to his vomit. Or the hog to the wallow. And I, if that's you, if you... You know, the New Year's resolution I don't really care that much about, but you know what? On the spiritual end of things, if you're not saved today, maybe you're just, you're going to try this out. Hey, you need to, you need to change. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I mean, we, we need change in our lives, folks. We need, we need to change. We need to be different. And the only one who can really change us in the way we need to is Jesus Christ. And if you've never received Him as your Savior, I hope you'll do that today. And I hope you won't just try it. I hope you'll do it. That you will believe in your heart. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Don't ask me to come and give you some magic words to say. You've got, you've got to believe it in your heart and that will make the difference. So with that, let's all stand together.